Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Live across Queensland on Triple M, the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Uh, our guest this afternoon has been gracing our TV screens for decades now. You can now throw an A and an M at the back of her name. A huge <laughs> achievement. Uh, last week, this wonderful human being has been awarded the Member of the Order of Australia uh, in the General Division. That's for her service to media, charitable organisations, the community. From Channel 10. She's basically the unofficial captain of Channel 10 these days. She's Sandra the face Sully. of comfort for Queensland. Hello, Sandra. How are you? Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Very humbling and uh, honoured, as you'd imagine, and still trying to process it all. But I'm always happy to talk up the, the uh, issues I'm passionate about. The, the job you do, Sandra, is never about you. And you're always reporting on, on something else. So is it hard to take a moment for yourself and almost pat yourself on the back? Well, I don't really ever put myself on the back. I see it as another opportunity to promote this, the things I'm passionate about. So, look, I got this, I think, you know, because, yes, I've been in the media for a long time, but I've tried to use any profile I've had mm-hmm. to use that, that platform to ramp up, you know, the, the emphasis on those unsung heroes in Australian communities that, you know, keep us all together through bushfires, floods, COVID, you name it, you know, calamitous events, and then... Of course, I've been patron for Spinal Cure Australia for over 20 years and I'm really passionate. believe we are, we will find a cure for spinal cord injuries in my lifetime and that's going to make a significant difference to everyone's lives, not just those who suffer spinal cord injuries, but $4 billion annually on the federal budget. So it costs everyone at the hip pocket and realistically, people kind of presume spinal cord injuries happen to people other people, you know, on the sporting field, but it doesn't actually. It happens on our racetracks. It happens on our roads every day. Incidental falls, slipping, you know, in the bathtub or in the kitchen, and lo and behold, you know, you've you've injured your spinal cord and your wheelbed chance, a wheelbed wheelchair bound to some degree, and you know that's just horrendous, not just for you but for everyone else. And then, and then of course, if I can bang on about hockey and try and find some good. Corporate support. We've got Olympic year this year, and, and men's and women's teams are in the top tier in the world. And you know we need support. It's really frustrating that they don't get the recognition they deserve because they're pretty bloody good. Well said. No, and Sandra, in particular as well, you're so passionate about women's issues, and you're such a pioneer in that space as well. You were the first woman to ever co-host the Melbourne Cup. You did that for seven years, and so many of the firsts for females in media. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like a pioneer in the space? Do you see young women coming up in media? And are you proud of what you've paved for them? Uh, look, I certainly couldn't take uh, all or much of the credit, but I know that it's really important to help those coming behind you and learn from them as much as you do. You know, the ones in front of you and before you. The world was very different when I started and there weren't the opportunities for young women, middle-aged or older women then, uh, as there are now. So... I think, you know, the longer, not that I'll be there forever, but it is important that, you know, men and women get a fair go and women for a long time in media simply haven't and that, that has changed substantially and I'm really proud to have been a part of that and helped out where I could. Sandra, you've covered some really difficult stories over the years as well. Uh, my old boy was a, a journo with Seven in, in Brisbane for a long time. I remember actually when he went over and did the uh, tsunami 20-odd years ago, he came back. A different person was was there ever a day where you thought maybe you couldn't do it anymore where you're covering a story that was so difficult that you'd maybe question why yeah look I think um you know you're always meant to be un- unemotional and I remember 
being in Threadbow for a week and I couldn't help but be emotional when they finally rescued Stuart Diver, despite the fact we'd lost nearly 20 other Australians that week. Um, September 11, uh, the bombing in Atlanta during the Olympic Games, they're all quite confronting, um, you know, and challenging events. But Mm -hmm. I think you switch into gear, (coughs) excuse me, and do your job and try and get through it and sort of process it all later. After September 11, it took me a long time to really get over that. Um, I wouldn't say technically PTSD, you know, but mm. we saw a lot of hot, horrific images that night for, for many, many hours. And most Australians woke to the news that it had happened and they simply had to accept it. Whereas if you were with me on the night, I think we had a really special bond because we lived the trauma. You know, we watched the horror of people holding hands and walking onto window ledges, knowing they couldn't get back down and they jumped to their death. You know, it was just horrendous. And the world changed on a dime that night and Australians woke up the next day and realised that what happens on the other side of the world really does affect us. And we, I think, then accepted that we're global citizens and we need to be more interested in what happens around the world because it does affect us. So, um, I look, I really love what I do and, and everyone has a tough day at the office and I'm not going to you know, put that up any higher than... Or, or, or anywhere near as high as those that genuinely save lives, like paramedics, nurses, doctors, teachers, SES. You know, they're the ones that have got us through the last four, five, 50 years. And what I do is insignificant compared to them. Oh, very beautifully spoken. I mean, look, you started in Queensland. You were born and raised in Brisbane. Obviously, you mm. made it to the big smoke because you're so talented. But you still have <laughs> that finger on the pulse with Queensland. You still have the opportunity to broadcast to us all the time, which we absolutely love. Is that important to you, to have your roots still connected? Oh, really important. I mean, I couldn't believe my good fortune when I got a chance to present the Queensland Bulletin. It was, I never imagined when I started out that this would kind of be where I ended up and I've presented elsewhere and certainly late news back in the day went to Queensland. But to actually champion Queensland and 10 years first in Queensland is, is a real honour. And, uh, you know, my family get to see me and that, that matters, you know. Mm. It really does. But also... I feel like, you know, it's in my DNA. Like, I understand Queenslanders. And I've said my whole life, you know, you can take the girl out of Queensland, but you can never take Queensland out of the girl. <laughs> and come state of origin, I'm the most annoying person in the newsroom. I just love it. Good service <laughs> from you. Thank you. Never change. Sandra, Sandra Sully, AM, a huge congratulations. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, Sandra was awarded the member of the Order of Australia this past week. Uh, well earned, mate. We've loved watching it on telly's the last... 20, 30 years almost, and can't wait to see what else you do and maybe retire, I don't know, Early Beach one day, Port Douglas. But as long as it's in like 20 to 30 more years, I need a bit more time. On you, Sandra. (laughs) Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to chat and and to raise the flag. Really, really grateful. Thank you.